This is the Investor Mindset Podcast, and I'm Stephen Pesavento. For as long as I can remember, I've been obsessed with understanding how we can think better, how we can be better, and how we can do better. And each episode, we explore lessons on motivation and mindset from the most successful real estate investors and entrepreneurs in the nation. All right, guys, welcome back to the Investor Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Pesavento, and each week we share mindset tips and real estate investing strategies to help you take your business and your portfolio to the next level. I've got a good friend of mine. I'm excited to get into it with Andrew Cordell. How are you doing today, Andrew? Good, boss. How are you, man? I'm doing great. And for you guys who don't know Andrew, he is a powerhouse in the entrepreneurial world, uh, being involved in a ton of different businesses. We won't get into all of them, but He's most known for you know, selling over $350 million from stage. Um, I'm part of an amazing mastermind called The Power Room with him, where I get to interact with other great CEOs. And so in today's episode, we're going to be talking about what is money and why is it important and how we can shift our beliefs and thinking about money so we can really take on that investor mindset and go to the next level. We dive into everything entrepreneurship um, and investing. So you're not going to want to uh, miss a moment of this episode. Uh, but Andrew, are you ready to dive into things? Let's do it, brother. I'm always ready to talk about entrepreneurship and mindset. I love it. Well, before we get into all of those pieces, I want to know a little bit about you. So if we start out by taking a look back at earlier in your life, what events or influences from your childhood shaped who you are today? Yeah, that's a great question, man. You know, I think in, in my life and I think in everybody's entrepreneurial business life, I think probably one thing that is probably not talked a lot about when it comes to success. And like, you know, when people say, you know, Hey, how, uh, what may, what are some of the things that made you successful and so forth, which is what you're asking. I think one thing that's not talked about a lot is luck. Luck. There's pieces of it. I grew up in an extremely fortunate situation with my parents. And I mean, if you want to go deeper, I mean, being born in America and, and having all this opportunity and then being born in a great family, mm -hmm. um, with, with parents that allow me to pursue uh, my dreams, even though they were not entrepreneurs, they were school teachers, but I had a dad that was willing to push me and, and tell me, Hey, I don't know exactly what the answer is, but I do know what is not. And it's mm. not being a uh, W2 type of employee. If you're wanting to go really make a lot of money right now. Uh, mm. And so I think, you know, one thing that I think is not talked a lot about in entrepreneurship is there is a lot of luck, luck involved in it, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I grew up with a great family that my father was able to influence me a lot and, and not open doors, but help push me through doors, if you will. Mm -hmm. Well, that's huge. And people don't underline that as much as they should, because a lot of things in life are right place, right time. You can influence that by going yeah. and doing those things or having great parents or, you know, taking more action and continuously trying to be in the right place at the right time. But it really does come down to that. And um, what what is it that you attribute your success to today outside of luck? Yeah. And obviously I'm saying that from the luck standpoint, just as a, it's a small piece of it, but I think it's something that people don't talk a lot about, you know, in the entrepreneurial world, you know, past that, if I look back and talk about what influence and, and helped me attribute my, or what attributed to my success, um, it is lots of ingredients that make up a successful entrepreneur. And uh, there's not like one specific, you know, ingredient that all of a sudden, if you have this one thing, you, you can be a successful entrepreneur. 
But mm-hmm. I think one thing that probably helped me the most was defining what success was. And I think that entrepreneurs, and I made this mistake for probably 15 years of my entrepreneurship journey, which was success is um, success is misguided and we allow other people to define what success is and understanding that success um, is just a moment of a feeling that you're going to feel. Success is just uh, uh, when you have closed this big deal, when you, when you do this uh, incredible apartment uh, complex that you guys do uh, over there with, with Vaughn, there's not have this uh, a feeling of success in that moment, if you will. And I think what happens is a lot of times entrepreneurs, we struggle, and I struggled this for a very long time in that I was always chasing success. I was always chasing to find this next thing, to do this next level, to reach this next goal. And understanding as an entrepreneur, you, you, have, you, have, you have one choice that has two answers. And these two answers are, will drive drastically your level of, let's just call success. You as an entrepreneur can either choose a life of achievements or you can choose a life of fulfillment. But those are not the same things. And I'm telling you, you know, I host the Money is Show where I interview entrepreneurs four or five a week right now. And majority of all entrepreneurs out there, um, their mindset is one of they have chosen achievements. And what that means is they're trying to put a next notch on the board, the next thing, uh, reach this goal, reach this milestone. And they're constantly chasing. And this is what I did. I mean, I'm speaking from experience. And as you live that life of achievements, it, it actually becomes hollow. And even, Stephen, this was what's crazy about it. Even when you find people, and I was one of them, that had reached massive levels of financial success, and it was, if you look back, you know, when we, when we first started our entrepreneur journey, we're like, oh man, could you imagine if I made a million dollars? Oh, that would be crazy. And what happens is when you get to a million, then it's like, oh yeah, well, of course. I mean, actually I have to have 10 million, duh. I mean, a million is nothing now, right? Mm-hmm. And what happens is as you reach these achievements, even when you reach these plateaus of 10 million, et cetera, that entrepreneur will still be hollow, they're going to have an emptiness inside of them because they're chasing something that does, that will never suffice. The biggest attribute of what I would tell you is entrepreneur that helped me the most is when I shifted from choosing a life of achievements and choosing a life of fulfillment and fulfillment is something that I, I can choose every day is not tied to what someone else has determined is success. Whether I have this car, I have this, house. I have this private plane. All those are chosen from achievements that someone else is determining. True, actually, happiness. What I refer to as my own personal brand is what I call I am me. And I am me is just saying, dude, this is my life. And and I am the person that I'm supposed to be. And I can only be that person that I was created to go be in life when I choose a life of just fulfillment. And fulfillment is me setting my choices and my decisions based on fulfillment in my life, not off of achievements that someone else has set as a standard of what I have to go hit. It changes the game. You no longer are chasing anything and things will actually come to you. It's, it's an amazing difference of life. I, I hear this so much from people who've hit a higher level of success and are continuing to grow is that they change the way they look 
at the world. They change the way they look at growing a business and all of a sudden they start to serve something much bigger than themselves. And they end up manifesting or attracting all this greatness into, into their world. And so for those people who are maybe at that point where they think to themselves, hey, well, I, I'm on my way to that million or I'm on that, my way to that 10 million or heck, I'm on my way to 250,000. For those people who are listening and they are on that achievement train, I know personally I get on it and I get off. I keep going back and yep. forth on the train, off the train. It's fulfillment focus. It's money focused. How do you stay consistent down that path? And what are the questions that you need to ask to yourself or have answers to in order to really start living in alignment with that, Andrew? So I think that's a great freaking question. And it's not as easy, like just what you said, uh, Stephen, it's not as easy as just saying, oh, I'm going to live a life of fulfillment now. Dude, <laughs> as you're, as you're, especially, you know, you mentioned the, the entrepreneurs that are trying to hit 200,000, 300,000, 500,000. Obviously there's this massive pull of money. That's like, I got to get this next level. I totally understand mm -hmm. it. Um, and, and it's a very difficult choice that you have to make. But, but again, Steve, what you said is so freaking accurate. When you interview and you spend time with people who've already reached success, mm -hmm. they will almost always tell you one of the biggest mistakes they made is this is kind of what I'm talking about right here is they wasted so many years chasing achievements, if you will, what I refer to as achievements versus fulfillment. So one of the things that, that I do in, inside of what I refer to as I am me, because to really have fulfillment, if you want to choose a life of fulfillment, the number one thing you have to know is who the are you, right? Like, who are you, man? Not the fake you, not the, not, and, and there's this, there's this, you know, thing on, on social media now that is all about like, oh, I'm authentic and I'm going to be authentic. Yeah. And in totally. reality, even the people that are saying that are actually not freaking authentic, they're just now using it because it's a buzzword and it draws attention. So mm -hmm. to really choose a life of fulfillment, you have to know who you are, which is what IME is about. Like, who am I, dude? Who is Steven? And what does Steven actually put on this planet Earth to go do? To, mm -hmm. to answer that question, I think it comes down to two things. Number one, you'd have to understand what are your intrinsic, true core life values? Not, as, not, as, not, a, not your business values, I'm talking about what makes you up as a human being. Like what were those intrinsic values that you were actually born with? Not that you choose to be something. A lot of times in business, we talk about core values. It's like, mm -hmm. well, what do I like about um, this other person uh, that I find valuable? And I want my business to replicate this equality from this person, right? There's actually exercise that people do and that's fine. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Dude, Steven, you were born with certain values that, that you have internally uh, that makes up who Steven is, right? So number one, it's like, if you want to live a life of fulfillment as an entrepreneur, who are you? To know who you are, you have to ask yourself two questions. Number one, what are my true human core intrinsic values that I was born with? And number two, do I live my life with those values? And what you will find, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I have spoken on so many stages around this world in front of tens of thousands of people every single week. And what I would tell you in the entrepreneurial space is most people, they have no idea what those are. They do not know what their actual true intrinsic values are of life. And they definitely do not live a life based around those. Because when you live a life of achievements, you will normally never actually do the core values that I'm talking about. You won't actually do those because your values are driven by money. Your values are driven by a car. Your values are driven by what someone else has determined to give you self-worth. And to mm. have self-worth, it's not about what you own. 
It's about understanding who you are and do you live a life of that self-worth? If you can do that, you can be I am me and you can be the real entrepreneur that you were created to go do. Then we can get into a life of fulfillment. So it's not just choosing because your question was so freaking uh, worded perfectly. It's not just about choosing a life of fulfillment. If it was that easy, dude, everybody would go do that. It's mm-hmm. first understanding a real deep dive of who you are and do you live by those values? Once you have that established and you know those core values, now you can ask the question of, okay, how do I make sure in your example that I live a life of fulfillment that is, is determined by me, not bouncing back over this achievement uh, 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 and then trying to go back over here and then bounce back over here because it's very difficult. But once you know who I am me is, then you can simply do what I call two things. Use two words. Number one, intentions. And number two, interpretations. Those are the two biggest things that have helped me stay inside of a life of fulfillment. And all that simply means is this is probably the biggest piece of advice I could give those that, that are trying to find true success. Remember, success is just a feeling. So if you want to live a life that's only based off of a one moment feeling that because you closed this deal or you bought this watch or whatever it is, that's achievements. But you'll always be chasing it until you're 80. They, there's more achievements than you will ever accomplish or anybody has ever accomplished. There's more achievements. So whatever the most successful person, uh, Jeff Bezos right now, there's achievements that are still out there for him to go do. He'll never run out. But if you choose a life of fulfillment, instead of fulfillment, it's about number one, setting your uh, intentions. What I mean by that is this is super, super critical. You should every day set what your um, um, emotional uh, intentions are for that day, but even deeper, set them for every segment of your day. So this was a big thing for me. So what that means is what I, what I do nonstop throughout the day before I do anything, I will try to take just a second mentally and say, Hey, how do I want to feel after this podcast? Okay. So it's, it's unique because I used to always say, okay, what I want to provide or what I want to give in this podcast. And it was about, I was trying to set something up. I could go give something to your viewers and try to help your viewers out by this. That's an outcome. That's not, I can't actually control that. I cannot control whether or not your viewers or listeners like what I'm saying or don't like what I'm saying. Because And if I'm based off of that, I'm based off of achievements. So what's important is for me to set what emotional feeling do I want to feel after this podcast with you? And so I will set that intention. So it's a feeling. So I want to feel what? What I want to feel after this podcast. And a word that comes to my mind is I want to feel connected. I want to feel connected. I want to feel connected to Steve for hosting this podcast. And I want to feel connected to his viewers for listening to this podcast. I just want to feel connected on this segment. And so my emotional intention was for connection. That's why I want to feel after this. So what happens is if you'll set that in segments, throughout your day of whatever it is, your, whatever meeting I'm going into, whatever conference, whatever event, not in big chunks, but in small segments, uh, segmented intentions. What happens is your brain will naturally just start talk, making yourself subconsciously uh, answer that question of how do I feel connected? How do I feel? What do I need to do to feel connected? As you do that, it creates the fulfillment that you need, that you want, that you are, you are trying to get right now in a fake life of achievements. If you'll do the, what I'm telling you, you can live a life of actual fulfillment. And what's amazing, what comes behind that? You know what comes behind that? Achievements. Massive amounts achievements of success. Achievements follow and fulfillments. Achievement. Fulfillments do not follow achievements. 
but achievements do follow fulfillment because when I feel my life is successful, it's amazing. When I, all I'm trying to do right now is feel connected to Steven and feel connected to the viewers. The byproduct of that is actually what I, what I, what I want to provide for the viewers. I want to provide value. I want to provide help. I want to provide a resource for the, for the viewers. But the way that I do that is not try to get on here and talk about, okay, let me talk about these resources that I have. What I want to talk about, what I want to focus on is how do I want to feel from this? And naturally I'll start subconsciously, mentally pushing everything of me feeling this way, which will actually provide the achievements that we're looking for in life. And you get both of them if you'll live this way. And the, the second thing right there is uh, interpretations. I'm going to pause for a second, Steve, and let you jump in. But I can talk about what I do with interpretations as well. But this is super important because it's a great freaking question you asked, man. Well, it's such a big, it's such a big idea because so many people talk about it. So many people talk about, oh, I'm going to live in alignment with my mission. I'm going to serve others. I'm going to do this. But it's so easy to come out of that alignment with fulfillment, alignment with serving something bigger than yourself. And it's really easy to say that you're doing it, but it can be just as easy to fall right back into those old habits because we create those habits. They're conditioned into us over time. And it's especially true when it comes to money. So we're going to come back to the feeling about money in a second, but I definitely want to hear about um, the intentions and how you use those when you're with interpretations. So intentions is me setting how I want to feel. And the, and again, the kind of secret yep. there is twofold. Number one, it's segmented intentions. Don't try to set it for the day because days as an entrepreneur are up and down and there's there, you get this bad news and this good news. And then this bad news, you can't set them for a day. It's about setting them throughout the day as you go through stuff. Okay. Uh, I mean, like going into a meeting, going into a podcast on your way to work, on your way back, when you spend time with your family. When I drive home in the evening, I take time and think, okay, I'm about to go sit down with my, my, my girlfriend and, and, and our children. How do I want to feel um, through this dinner session? And I will set that intention mm -hmm. that how I want to feel when I get there, right? I don't leave mm -hmm. it up to chance because that's impossible. The second piece to it though is, is segmented and how do I want to feel? The next thing I talked about is interpretation. Interpretation is basically your filter on life. This is a, this is a tricky one. You know, as an entrepreneur, you are constantly dealt with information. Um, and the deeper you get into the entrepreneur world, the more information is thrown at you, okay? Uh, whether it be from staff, from partners, from um, associates that you have, from, from customers that you have, whatever it is, information is always uh, coming at you because you're an entrepreneur. You're, you setting your interpretation, meaning your filter of life, of how you view that uh, information coming into you is what's going to cause you to make you go back and flip back over here to the achievement side. Because when, if you set the, if you don't have a filter and when someone's coming and talk to you, your, your staff is coming and talking to you and they're giving you the bad news, bad updates. We can't do this. This is wrong. The deal fell through. If your filter that you have to constantly guard is set of one that allows negativity uh, and, and not even sometimes negativity, but sometimes it's a staff member trying to communicate where they're at, but you're off and you get upset at them or you're frustrated at them or, or you, you're spinning the tables and churning it on them. And it's because of how you're interpreting what they're trying to say to you. So interpretation, meaning your filter on how you receive information is extremely important. Um, interpretations is, uh, is what helps when COVID hit. When COVID hit, um, I was on, on stages, on public events every single week. 
I went 92 weeks in a row on uh, public platforms speaking across the world. Uh, 92 weeks mm -hmm. in a row, I was on stages. And in one week, boom, they're all gone because COVID hit. And live events went away. There was no more live events. I was already booked for the next six months, all mm -hmm. gone, all canceled because of COVID. My, how I interpreted that information though, was going to determine my outcome. If I have a negative uh, or no filter, which most entrepreneurs have no filter of interpretations. And so whatever comes, comes, and they just try to pick up the pieces and move on. For me, because I, I choose to interpret information a certain way and allow myself to be in control, not the news to be in control, meaning information to be in control. When bad news comes, it doesn't, it's not that it doesn't affect me, but my outlook on it is, okay, well, what's the next step? What's the silver lining of this? What's the next move we're going to make? What's the pivot that we're going to go through? And dude, again, without getting into massive details, but I will tell you this because you, you said it on the, on the intro, dude, I was sold over $300 million in less than four years on stages. Okay. So every weekend was a very, very profitable weekend. And then poof, they're all gone. But what I would tell you is because of my interpretations of how life and information is, is, I deal with it, when most people, and I had a lot of buddies freak out and lose everything, mm -hmm. mine was different. I actually, my business pivoted and we actually did more business and more money and more opportunities and more uh, possibilities. Why? How I interpret information. I'm in control, not, not, the, not the person giving me the news, not the person that, that's bringing me this information. Not, the information is not in control of my life. What's in control of my life is my interpretations. Therefore, I control um, those feelings that come in. Again, it's why I choose to live a life of fulfillment because guess who's in control of that? Me, I'm in control of that. Not someone else, not something, not some item, not an event. That's not in control of that. I'm in control of my success. That's up to me, not the other side of it. So those are the two big things I would tell you when it comes to choosing a life of achievement is aligning those two words, intentions and interpretations. Align those two words, you can be very happy. And achievements will always follow, again, fulfillment. It's a really powerful message that you just shared with everybody, Andrew. And I hope folks take this and run with it because it could completely change your life. Even if you just started applying only one of these two pieces, let alone both of them together. But when it comes to feeling, so many people have yeah. a built-in feeling about money, right? It's this yeah, conditioned sure. response, this feeling that they have. And a lot of it's fear. A lot of it's fear-based. How yeah. do you recommend people change that feeling that they have to money to one that is going to support the growth that they want. And how do you define that? Like what, what's your viewpoint as the guy who is, and has been interviewing hundreds of people um, on the money issue? Yeah. So money is a, a unique topic, right? And I'll try to hit both of your questions here. They're, again, they're great questions, Stephen. You're doing a literally a great, I get a lot of podcasts and your questions are like very, articulated and educated, man. So uh, kudos, man. I would say that, it, you know, number one on the feeling of money. Um, and I'm going to speak from uh, with context here to the entrepreneurs that are first generation coming into money or first generation entrepreneurs, not your second or third generation of wealth and, and so forth. Mm -hmm. And the majority of people out there in America that are entrepreneurs are the first generation. And that's what I was as well. As a first generation in that context, um, money a lot of times has a negative connotation um, to it. And you don't even know that it does. But I'll give you an example. What actually drives most entrepreneurs is negativity of money, not inspiration of money. 
Mm. What that means is what's driving an entrepreneur right now to be successful as you're listening to me is because you have a negative feeling of money. You hate how you grew up. You hate you couldn't have that thing. You hate that your parents couldn't do this or you couldn't go on this vacation. And be, so what, what it created was a negative feeling, a negative connotation of money. And what you're mm. trying to do is use that negative connotation, negative feeling to drive you to success. Mm. Again, it goes back to the bigger principle. You'll never get there. I'm sorry. Mm. You'll never get there. Not saying you won't get money. You may get money, but you ain't going to be happy. What you have to understand when it comes to when it comes to feeling of money is you got to reprogram your um, your uh, um, uh, power board, if you will, of in your brain of your feeling of money, and you have to now put a positive outlook on money. And if you live a life when it comes to business, there's three great words. It's called um, cause, uh, connections, and collaborations. So when you find highly successful people in business, you'll find those three words. They they have a cause. That's very important to them. They uh, are constantly focused on connections is what you talked about earlier, Stephen, with Power Room. It's about making the right connections. And number three, collaborations. How do I collaborate with other great, successful people that are like-minded uh, in this world? So if you notice, those three are in a certain order. And cause is first. Most entrepreneurs that live a life of achievement, watch this. They live a life that's always based around, well, once I reach here, I will do this once I accomplish or they'll say they have this saying of once I accomplish X, then I'm going to give, donate, help, blah, whatever's there. And they're always, always, no matter how much money they make, they're always saying, when I get here, when I achieve this, I will do this through the process. That's because, again, they're living in a life of achievement and the cause is on the backside of it to live, have a great uh, feeling of money that's positive. Put your cause first. Mm. Whatever is the most important thing in your life when it comes to money that you want to affect, that's your cause. And that cause should be a very great, powerful, positive thing. You go, you guys know uh, Stephen at OUR. I love Tim Ballard and OUR. And they, they help the, uh, uh, stop anti-sex trafficking and children and women across the world. So as I do things in my business, I lead with the cause. Therefore, when it comes to making decisions about money, it's actually based off a positive outcome of when I do this decision, when I want this when it, uh, um, uh, business deal, how is this going to help my cause? How is this going to help the real thing that I actually care about in life that I want to make a difference on? How is it going to help that? So that's one way that you got to shift the feeling of money from most entrepreneurs are negative connotation of money. They just don't know it. And they're using the hatred of how something felt in the past to try to drive them forward. Well, if, if, if hate and negativity is what's driving you, where does it stop? Where does it end? How do you fix it? Because negativity is driving you. You'd be better off having positivity of the feeling of money and what you're going to do with it drive you versus negativity. And again, it goes back to, do you want achievements or do you want fulfillment? Because those are two different worlds in the entrepreneur world. Saying that, let me give you a little practical information on top of that. I've interviewed a ton of people, Stephen, on the Money Is show. And Money Is, there's a blank behind it that every guest has to fill out and answer what does money mean to them. It's been one of the greatest things I've ever done in my life is meet high-level entrepreneurial CEOs that are multi-million dollar producers and, and ask them what money actually means to them. What is the real money, uh, money uh, definition of money for them? And there's some incredible answers, but in a practical standpoint, what I will tell you, the viewers out there is, is one of the, there's many, many great answers, but I want to give you tactical, not um, emotional right now. 
Money is a game. That is a great answer that you have to understand. And from a practical standpoint, money is a game. Just like there's a board game called uh, Monopoly and Life and Checkers and Chess and, and Scrabble and Clue. Those, board, those are games. Okay, just like there's a, a, a game called baseball and football and soccer and hockey. Those are games. Just like those games, money is a game as well. And if you can view money as a game, what it will allow you to do is understand uh, the simple rules of that game. Just like in baseball, just like in Scrabble, just like in Clue, those games have rules to them. And if you want to win at the game of Clue or Scrabble, you got to play by the rule book of, of playing that game. You can't just make up what you want to as you go along. No one's going to play with you. No one, you can't play Monopoly and then be like, oh, it's my turn. I'm not going to roll the dice. I'm just going to actually go to Boardwalk and move my PC. I'm going to buy that now. No one's going to freaking play with you because you're just making stuff up. When it comes to money, that's actually what most people do. They don't understand the rules of money. Therefore, they just make stuff up and can't figure out why they don't have it. Well, no one wants to play with, no one wants to connect and collaborate with you because you just make stuff up as you go along when it comes to money. So money is a game, tactical approach. Inside that game, you have to understand the rules of money. If you can understand the rules of money, well, then you can follow that, the, those steps to get money. There's just rules to money. Money's a game. That's a tactical approach of how to look at money. Yeah, well, this has been really great, Andrew. I think there's a lot that the audience can really take away. I mean, personally, I've taken a lot away from it. And this whole idea that, you know, the negativity is what's driving many of us really resonates because at the end of the day, if that's what's driving you and you're trying to get to a place of positivity and happiness, uh, you're going to end up feeling like you can never really release that negativity in order to be successful, if it's what made you successful before. And it's until people get to that point where they realize that they do the work in order to shift it and make that change that they can really move forward. This has been awesome. We're going to have to have you back for round two sometime. Where can folks get in touch with you um, if they're interested? Yeah, you can hit me on Instagram. That's probably where I should uh, more connection with, with people. I'll, I'll DM you back. So you can uh, hit me up. This is my first last name at Andrew Cordell. Uh, follow me there, DM me, and uh, I promise I'll hit you back and DM you back and help you out any way that I can. It's, it's the part that I love the most, man. Awesome. Well, super appreciate it. It's been great diving in. Thanks, you guys, for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Investor Mindset Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Head over to theinvestormindset.com to join the Insider Club where we share tools and strategies from the top investors and entrepreneurs on how to take it to the next level.